We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. You know, everybody in life comes to that point somewhere along the way where they look back over the years and they are forced by circumstances or otherwise to look back and say, my God, what a mess I have made of things. That's the most discouraging point of life. That's the most frustrating situation a human being could find oneself in unless we arise and go forward, admitting that we couldn't, but one bigger than we are could give us the strength and the wisdom and the power to live sane and normal and well-adjusted lives. Now, why do we use the term power greater than ourselves? Well, there's a lot of people come to AA who have no idea of God. There's a lot of people who come to AA who won't accept God. And we don't want to keep anybody out, even the Hottentots of darkest Africa. Even old Fatso Khrushchev could get in if he wanted to, I suppose. <laughs> who knows? So in order to keep no one out, we say a power greater than ourselves. Now these people who come to AA who can't or won't accept God fall into two classifications. First, the fellow who won't accept. He refuses to admit anything bigger than himself. We call him an atheist or perhaps a hopeless egotist. We had a fellow like that in AA in Indianapolis one time. And he got on a bender and was in a hotel room rather intoxicated. And he called me on the phone. He said, oh, father, he says, oh, I'm down in some sort of hotel. I'm just wondering if you want to come down and talk to me a little while. Well, I was new on the program then, so I went right down. <laughs> <laughs> and when I got down there, he had a bottle of whiskey half full or half empty. It depends on your attitude again. <laughs> And the bottle kept getting lower and lower, and he kept getting higher and higher. <laughs> and he kept telling me, by golly, he's going to solve his problem. I said, now look, John, his name was John Dool. <laughs> I said, why don't you admit you can't solve these problems, and why don't you get down and ask God to solve them? He said, you mean to tell me I'm whipped? I said, that's just the first step. <laughs> he said, never. As far as I know, he's still drinking. He's a hopeless egotist. No one, nothing could be bigger than he. Those are the ones that AA says the program has little to offer. But they do recover if they regain a capacity to be honest. And the day they admit they are dishonest and begin to admit there is a power greater than themselves, that is their first step on the road to sobriety. Then you have the fellow or the gal in AA who can't seem to accept God. Oh, he, he wants to, but he can't seem to grasp a solid idea of God. We had one of those guys in our group one time. And he had tried many ways to find an idea that satisfied him of God. I had tried to give him an idea of God, and I got nowhere. 
Finally, one day he came to me. He says, Father, I finally solved my problem about God. I said, oh, you did? Yes, he said, the other night I was lying awake, and I happened to think to myself, when I die, I would much rather be on the side of having believed in God here and then wake up and find there was no God than to be on the side of having denied God here and then wake up and find there was a God. <laughs> it was simple. It was a logical sequence of thinking. It gave him a solid idea of God, and he later became a very solid member of Alcoholics Anonymous. Now, the greater the faith, the greater the progress along AA. And the AA book tells us that uh, if we don't have faith, we should ask God to give us faith. And I like to suggest as the most simple of prayers to the person who has difficulty with this idea of God, I don't care what ramification it takes, the simplest of prayers, which is God that I may see. God that I may see. God can and will in his own time and in his own way give you a much more solid idea of himself than any human person could possibly do. And so if we make that a practice daily of turning ourselves over to God and simply and humbly ask, God that I may see, I don't care who the agnostic is or who the atheist is, if he's willing, if he seeks help, then he will find God. God will manifest himself to that person in the way that he wishes that person to accept himself. Now, when we approach this step, we should also realize that not only do we believe that God can do this for us, but that he wants to. After all, he's our Father. He loves us infinitely. And he wants to do this for us much more than we want him to do it for us. Now, from this step on, we're going to find out that the entire success of sobriety, and I'm not speaking about staying dry. I'm speaking about sobriety and happiness and adjustment to life and to reality is going to depend in direct ratio on the faith that we achieve in the divinity, in that power greater than ourselves. Now we say also in this step that we came to believe that this power could restore us to sanity. Now there's a lot of discussion in AA going the rounds uh, whether all alcoholics are neurotic. I remember one meeting I attended and the chairman made the statement that he thought all neurotics, all alcoholics were neurotic. And one little guy in the back of the room jumped up and he says, I object. He says, neurotics are nuts and I ain't nuts. Well, one man's opinion. Restore us to sanity is also plain English. We can't get restored to something we have been away from. That's for sure. You know, speaking of the difficulty in 
accepting God uh, comes to mind the story of another fellow in one of the AA groups who simply refused to accept an idea of God. And several of the fellows in the group tried to demonstrate to him that there was a God, but they got nowhere. So one night after the meeting, they were trying to show him the idea of a power greater than himself, and he wouldn't go along with it. And finally, one of them said, look, do you mean to tell me there was never a time in your life that you just in sheer desperation didn't ask God to help you out of a tight place? And the guy said, no, sir. He said, just a minute. Yes, there was. He says, come to think of it, one time some years ago, I was on a hunting trip up in Canada. And while we were hunting, a snowstorm came up. It became a real blizzard. It got very cold. I got lost from my companions. And then it was just in sheer desperation that I asked God to get me out of it. Well, one of the guys looked at him and said, well, he got you out of it, didn't he? No, sir, the fellow said. If an Indian guide didn't come along at that moment, I'd have froze to death. <laughs> then another thought that comes to us in this step is the willingness to learn. This is not a show-me program. You will hear again and again and again that the AA program is a program of honesty. And the big AA book tells us that without honesty, recovery is impossible. So here again, when we approach the second step, the question that is important is, are we honest with ourselves? This is not a show-me program. It's a program of open-mindedness. You know what that means? That's a very simple English term. An open mind is one who's willing to learn, who doesn't know it all. Now, of course, there was a time not too long ago when we all knew it all. <laughs> we thought. But in step one, we started to admit we didn't know it all. Now, here again, if we're open-minded, God in his time and in his way will show us. Now, this idea of God in AA is not religion. Religion has nothing to do with AA, and AA has nothing to do with religion. You know, we're not out to save souls. The only thing we're interested in is wringing them out. <laughs> we'll let the churches do the same. You know, religion is the formal worship of God according to dogma, formality, and creed. Whereas the spiritual ideas that we pick up in AA are what we call perhaps a spiritual kindergarten. There is a power greater than ourselves. There is a God. Prayer is effective. God will restore us to sanity. God can and will solve our problems. And then it suggests ways and means of doing that. It's purely a spiritual kindergarten. It interferes with no religion and takes part in no religion and brings no religion into the AA meeting. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. 
Now, sanity, from the Latin word sanitas, means wholeness. And here again, many excuse themselves in AA by saying, well, after all, I'm an alcoholic, so <laughs> I don't have to just all the way, you know, what to expect, I'm an alcoholic. Uh, we can adjust to normalcy in life just as securely as anybody in the world if we are willing. It doesn't take strength. It doesn't take knowledge. It merely takes willingness. Willingness based on conviction that I can with God what I couldn't do without God. And with the help of the AA membership and with God, there's no problem, no circumstance in life, no problem that is too big, no circumstance that is too complicated, that I cannot solve it just as readily and as securely as any other human being. You know, the only difference between us and the so-called normal person is that we can't drink. Although when they speak about normalcy, sometimes in AA we wonder who, who is whom in, in normalcy. But we cannot handle alcohol. We can adjust in all the other facets of living just as well as anybody else if we want to. Now, having accepted this truth, Having been convinced that there is a power greater than ourselves who can and will restore us to sanity, then hope takes over. 